Hi, you're listening to the Tickled Ink Pod, a podcast about books and fandom. I'm Nabia and I love high fantasy and regency romance. I'm Diana and my favorite genres are fantasy, space opera and romance. Um, we are back with our two wonderful guests who have graciously agreed. Just one tonight. Oh yes. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately just one um leslie couldn't make it but we're glad we didn't scare you guys off uh that there's going to be another episode where we cover iron flame yes so tonight recovering iron flame is a huge book that's why you have to split it into two um yeah yeah and the book comes in part one and part two anyway so we will attempt to cover part one yeah but I have a feeling we'll be going we'll more into, into the into, theories. <laughs> we'll tread into spoilery territory. Let's oh, keep yeah. it like that. I think clear warning at the very start of this episode. Mm-hmm. There will be spoilers all the way to the end of Iron Flame. Yep. We'll also be going into theories which will be based off of the books and also interviews um, with Rebecca Yaros and you know that could be potentially spoilery as well for some mm-hmm. people so yep full on spoilers if you haven't finished iron flame please stop playing this right now and <laughs> go finish the book um and the other thing join us yes <laughs> and another disclaimer we are adults talking about an adult book mm-hmm. um so there will be uh, explicit sharing um, yes. We will be talking about adult themes, so mm-hmm. mature content warning. Exactly. If you are in a car with your kids, please go listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi, Shira. Hi, Shira. You're in Hi. the dark. Are you in yeah, bed already? I am. <laughs> I am. Wait, give, give me a minute. <laughs> are you just gonna be chatting with us from bed tonight? That's that's cozy. I like it. I am. <laughs> we will we will attempt to we're doing two parts anyway. So I think we we're, we're going to cap it at 1 hour, right? Oh my god. Okay, yes. I think we should. So at like 10:30 we'll call it and then 10 to 15 minutes to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. So we've um, given our like warnings of spoilers and content We've done our warning. intro so yeah. we can just get into it. Okay, Let's get into perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> okay, I'm so we right. have Shira back for this Hi. episode. Hey, Shira. Hello. Okay, All so right. Shira was the first person when I posted that I was reading Fourth Wing. She was like, I wanted to talk to somebody about this so badly. <laughs> I did. And you understand why now. You yes. know what I mean? Diana yeah. finally read the end today. <laughs> yeah, today. <laughs> Like it's two o'clock or something, and I was like, "I got it." I was like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) I told Nats it's like the Darth Vaderization of Zayden. It was, and okay. So, have you guys realized that? Okay, was the set was Iron Flame harder to get through compared to Fourth Wing for you guys? It's so big. It's huge, and also. And also, I want to get it out of the way because I was talking to Dee about this last night as well. I feel like because she was rushing to publish book two, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't spend the time needed to really edit it and polish it to the point yeah. where it would be more readable. I agree. Yeah, I think I she agree. was like they were riding the hype and they wanted to get it while the hype was up. Yeah, so, and yeah. the first part of the book was so like factual. It was all mm-hmm. like. It was very like I don't know. Um, it, it was very hard for me to get through the first three to four chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, and oh, that was my experience with it. Anyway, I mean, I think like there was definitely an attempt to do a lot more world building because in yeah. book one it was all like Basgaeth War College, yeah. War yeah. College, yeah. Right. Whereas like yeah. book two, it's really introducing us to the politics of Navarre. Is it Navarre mm, yeah. or Navarre? I, I call it I, Navarre in my head. I, I pronounce it as Navarre. Yeah, okay. same. So I do Navarre in my head, but I've been listening to like this great podcast and they say Navarre. And I'm like, it's okay. Oh. 
I don't know. It, I'll, it I'll go back and forth. From. <laughs> it depends where you're from, I guess. I guess. I if guess you... if you're from Poromi, <laughs> you can call it Nabare. <laughs> yes, we are Poromils. <laughs> Poromils. Poromish. Poromish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. so much more world building beyond just the school. Yeah, like, it, it does surprise me actually. The because, entire continent, right? Like it's yeah. a lot. <clears throat> because like much. book one was very character mm-hmm. driven and very like just focused on Satan and mm-hmm. um Violet's relationship mostly. And then book yep. two was so like it was so wide. It's yep. like the geopolitics, the different factions, the different countries and kingdoms. Yeah, and also because I'm I'm doing a reread. I was just telling D this before you got on on the call. After I finished Iron Flame, I went I went straight back to Fourth Wing and Fourth started Wing. reading yeah. it all over again. And then it yeah, start picking up on all the world building politics and the hints. Yeah, that was yeah. put in. Um, and like those stupid excerpts at the top of each chapter are actually so the, important. Yeah, the Jacinda. <laughs> The the excerpts that Jacinda writes. Janice, Jes- Jacinda. 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 <laughs> I was thinking about Jacinda, I heard. <laughs> yes. The the leader of Foramil. <laughs> yes. The leader of... Of one of the Southern Isles. <laughs> Southern, so, so, Southern Isles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's... There's so many things in there. I mean, I... I made a reel um, last week, I think, on Instagram, where I was like, I I came to a realization that there was one header in the first book, like 60% of the way through, that was like, sometimes you may live long enough to be somebody's villain. Yes. And then it's yeah. like, you know how the whole book of first book, book one was like enemies to lovers? And maybe mm. we're wrong. Maybe it's not enemies to lovers at all. Like, it's five. It's books. lovers to enemies. I know. Like, I don't, I really don't know if they're endgame at this point. <laughs> yeah. In our last podcast, like the last podcast, we were talking about how, like, maybe the enemies to lovers is not Zayden and Violet. Yeah. Do you think remember? So, so uh-huh. in in this book, I mean, we're just diving straight into our theories at this point. But like, yeah. I assume if you guys are here, we are say we've already given a warning that there's spoiler heavy, so we will not bother trying to do a condensed summary of part no. one of Iron Flame yeah. because it's huge. Uh-huh. But basically, part one is like it goes back and forth because Zayden's already graduated so he's been stationed at an outpost Samara and Violet's still at Basgaeth but they have to travel back and forth to see each other every seven days so that uh, Tern and Scale or Scala can get it on and then um, obviously while this is all going on the rebellion is active Violet's now part of the rebellion that you know, Zayden is leading together with Brennan, her brother, and what is called the Assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we don't really know who's in the Assembly and who makes up the whole rebellion, but it sounds like there are people on the inside at Baskayeth as well, right? Or at mm-hmm. leadership in the military, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then there's a new teacher, this Umbridge character, Professor mm-hmm. Varish or Major Varish, who's like an interrogating, like notorious for interrogating people to the point of like death. Um, and he's got it in for Violet. And he's trying to get out of Violet how much she knows about the rebellion because he suspects it. And he suspects Zaynan, obviously, of leading it. So he's actually using Violet as bait to get to Zaynan. And then it mm-hmm. ends part one with him getting his hands on her and torturing her in an interrogation. But then she gets rescued with a surprise redemption arc for Dane. Atos. Yeah. Oatmeal Atos. Oat, oatmeal beige boy Atos. <laughs> um, who surprisingly does the bare minimum and does not torture her or steal her yeah. memories against her will <laughs> yeah. and decides to join the rebellion. And then we also find at the very end of part one, Vi- um, Lilith Thorngale, the general, her mother, um, helps them escape and get out safely. And they also rally 
half of the entire riders quadrant to join them because they let them know about the wyverns and the venin and half of them decide to come along to arisha so that's where that's the whole plot of part one and Mm -hmm. honestly could have been written in a lot neater fashion Mm, i agree it was too much back and forth between samar like they could have done without one or two of those like yeah without going into too much detail Mm. yeah so yeah so do you think it's dane the end game yeah i don't know i mean who are the contenders right now there's eric dane and i think there's eric eric Eric, i think there's a compelling case for eric i mean he's a prince come on (laughs) yeah but i have to say I wasn't that impressed with the dragon selection for Eric. Like there there yeah. isn't much set there, you know? It's just that I I did highlight I did highlight that um when Eric's dragon or during their threshing when Eric threshes <laughs> is the verb <laughs> I think. Okay. It was like um it, she notes, Yeah, she notes that a beautiful sapphire blue yeah, dragon blue comes in dra- and she's yeah, like it's, it's so like, beautiful and it's shiny it's like peacocky yeah. <laughs> the most peacocky dragon there like she goes a lot like violet goes a lot into how beautiful this dragon is and it makes me wonder ah, okay. is this just like a very light not even foreshadowing but just a light intro yeah <laughs> like testing yeah. the market like setting the scene like yeah. For That's an increased why she awareness, sees it so beautiful like, in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder Could if be, there's just possibly. increased awareness because, like, the scene where he, where they break into the royal vault in the library, like, I know it seems innocent enough where he like grabs her hand and drags her through, but I'm like, mm, holding hands doesn't happen innocently in romantic scenes. Yes, true. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it was also very like it was very private, like. I, I I sense that Eric wanted a little bit more of a private moment yes. with Violet. It's just that they were con- constantly surrounded by people yes. that he didn't manage to, you know, get that one-on-one. There were no, like, one-on-one conversations that happened for more than five or ten minutes between Violet and Eric yeah. in this entire yeah. book, which, you know, yes. yeah, it opens up a lot of, avenues it's just light i feel like they're just testing the market now but he's too key of a character or a player in the world of navarre like he's a prince right he's second in line to the throne but now he's a writer so maybe not but but like he can't just be a side character yeah it's not a side character definitely but i think we haven't seen much of eric like he didn't make make much of an impression on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. I think and I'm then, also just like reeling off the high of um Nikolai. <laughs> Stormhunt. Yeah, but Stormhunt, like Nikolai Stormhunt. was so sassy and charismatic though. Like, yes. Like he immediately just like trampled all over us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whereas Charmed Eric? the pants of us. Yeah. Eric's more of like the angsty person who you don't really know him yet. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what his motivations are for joining Basquiat. Like, when but asked apparently about... it's because it's noble, right? Like he found yeah, out about yeah, the exactly. Venin and he's like, yeah. I have to be here. Like there's no even yeah. question about it. And it's like, wow, a king. <laughs> <laughs> no, the but not just king. that. He, he said exactly, why do you think I'm here? You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So it's so like there have been theories about Violet and Eric in a sense of like they might have been like flings in the past, not like a full blown relationship, but they did grow up together, mm-hmm. right? And people think that the foreshadowing for this happened because there was that conversation between Violet and Zayden where Zayden was like, Do I know any of or like you know, would I ever get to meet any of your exes? Do you guys do yes. you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I want to talk and about was... that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's. But anyway, finish your thought, Shira. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, wait, like, 
have so many, I have so many things to say about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I just wanted to ask you that part. If if you noted that conversation mm-hmm. between Zayden and Violet and how that conversation ended as well, I feel like there yes. has to be something to do with Eric here. So we we know from that conversation that Violet has had two ex lovers. Yes. Mm-hmm. One is def- for sure infantry. Yeah. Right? One is from infantry. Yeah. 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 The other one, maybe her first was Eric. Eric? Maybe a childhood kiss underneath the tree when yeah, they were like. Something 10. more innocent. Yeah. Like it yeah. didn't seem. Like maybe. Maybe he's the one territory. who's had a crush on her this whole time. Now we're just like totally creating fanfic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. right? <laughs> Archive of our own. <laughs> yeah, let's start a shared fic. Yeah. <laughs> we go chapter by chapter. Yeah, yeah. Without my boss to be like, what are you doing, Nabe? Typing so furiously. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get this chapter out. She was waiting for me. <laughs> she wants sex. Uh, yeah. She was waiting under the tree, the tree where they had their yeah. first kiss. <laughs> D, D, you can do all the romance. I will add all the spice. <laughs> She fell and scraped her knee. <laughs> he was there to bandage it up. And it's really don't you wreck your knees anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my dear. god! Anyway, yeah. anyway. So also about exes. Let's like do the relationship y thing, right? So Zayden and Violet's relationship. The whole Violet Hats. was so insufferable. Yeah, like the whole like, you must tell me everything. I want full disclosure. I'm like, okay, but so was Zayden. Like he turned into a Dane. He did. I, he did turn he into. Did. He was like so he was. Yeah, he too. was a bit controlling and like overprotective. Yeah, he became yeah. overprotective, just like Dane was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So both of them together, I was just like, what is yeah. going on with you guys? Yeah, because yeah. the attraction, the attraction about Zayden was counterpoint to Dane was that he was yeah. like. Yeah, your violence, <clears throat> exactly. right? And, yeah, and like own know it. who you are. You're yeah. awesome. You're badass. Yeah, and then, and then it's like complete one eighty. Mm-hmm. He also barely called her violence. I feel like in this mm-hmm. book, yeah, they were yeah. barely together in the same place. They at were, the same time. yeah, yeah. Every single scene with both of them, to me at the very least, felt very forced. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I couldn't handle like this just the scenes that they were in together and just the conversations that they had. I just feel like like where so, yeah some scenes I read through and I'm just like where is this going? Like yeah, you know, it's like when yeah. you because that's what happens when you bring a resolution to the tension of romance yeah. too early because. If what was sexy about their dynamic was the tension, when you take yeah. the tension away, yeah, it just becomes boring, right? Yeah, yeah. there is no like, depth. Problematic. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the whole Violet. Like I agree, Violet was like, like of course he has some secrets that he has to keep away from her because it's not just his, right? It's, yeah, it's for yeah. the protection of the country, like. And you're yeah. still a rider in training who exactly. has barely mastered your shields. Yeah. Yeah. And Zayden kept like saying to her or even like was it Bodhi as well to basically master her shield. Like yeah. Yeah. everyone was on the same page but she was the only one who was like not understanding the gravity of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, why are I you was... keeping secrets from me? Well, clearly yeah. you can't be trusted to keep a secret. Yeah. She, she was very much like Andarna, like in her adolescent stage at yes. that moment. And I, 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 as I was reading it over and over, like the second time, I again had to like keep reminding myself, she's 20, she's 20, she's probably like under this false impression of like this is what love and romance and a relationship is it's full disclosure yeah Um, but you know what full disclosure ain't all that it's cracked up to be (laughs) right yeah Yeah. 
I I feel um so just going off of like Leslie's not here, but obviously referencing a point that Leslie made last mm-hmm. like the last episode we had was how sometimes the writing can seem as if you know she's a little bit confused as to what audience she's writing for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel it came out so much in this book. Like, it wasn't consistent in terms of, like, just Violet in general. Like, I, I feel like Violet came off very high school to me. Yes. This mm-hmm. book. Yeah. yeah. And it was very... I felt very frustrated every single time I was reading just... Just her reactions to things, yeah. and also yeah. he was. I saw something yeah. on TikTok which was like perfect explanation for it. Was Violet in this book was Order of the Phoenix, Harry Potter? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so but, true. Okay, but Harry was fifteen, oh, wasn't it? In Order of yeah, <laughs> like he was a fifteen-year-old boy, so that tracks. Yeah, like... Dumbledore army. <laughs> he was like yelling at everyone <laughs> and yeah. like. Oh, being super insecure and he like he was going yeah. through puberty. Give him yeah, a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in Harry's defense, he was a Horcrux. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. There's that. And but, he was possessed. Well, you know there are also theories about how Violet is half Venom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole oh, we like can, we can go why, into this. Yeah, as well, let's yeah. go into this because there's like this whole, you know, the her whole like pale hair and her disease is is all attributed to the fact that um, Lilith was sick with a fever when she was pregnant. Yes, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then there's also like so much suspicion and hints in the book. Like, could it be that one of her parents is a venin? And then mm, there was also yeah. a note, one of like one of the chapter headers, which I think is the most compelling one, which was like correspondence between somebody I can't remember. Colonels, like yeah, but Lilith Sorengill's role there was different, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. or was it Nolan who had like a? It was Nolan to it was Nolan to Lilith title and yep. saying, we have tried every known cure, for. And, and we have discovered no cure for venom, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Which suggests that she was looking for a cure, but for mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. right? So now the theories are: was it because and and this is my thinking: was it that she fell super sick to the point of near death that she or the father channeled? It makes more sense for the father to have channeled because he's a scribe and doesn't have dragon rider powers mm-hmm. to have channeled from the earth to save her yeah and yeah. maybe through that channeling violet was still in her right like mm-hmm. l- like because let is her name lilith lilith yeah, lilith yeah sorry she's general soren general soren um, <laughs> yeah lilith, lilith is a very soft name <laughs> um Lilith was still pregnant with her. So if she had, if she was on the brink of death and if the father did indeed um, channel from the earth to save Violet and Lilith, you know, because they were still together, it would explain her white hair. It would mm-hmm. explain how frail mm-hmm. she is as well. And mm-hmm. it, it would also explain that maybe Lilith, um, Violet is part Benin yeah. because of that. It wasn't yeah. her childhood like spent in the library, like there was in the archives. Yeah, in the archives, like she was, uh, in the library for like a f- the first few years or yeah. first few months of her life, something yeah. like that. I really yeah, like because a her because her father was a scribe, so mm-hmm. yeah, and because she was sickly, her father was the one that basically did the main parenting for her, mm-hmm. and she was raised to be a scribe like him, mm-hmm. right? But then we find out yeah. in this book that. Lilith at the end because we suspect Lilith knows about the Venin we know that she, at this point we know yeah. that she knows and we know that all of the military leadership know mm-hmm. and they're yeah. hiding it Um, so we we know also that she thought 
Violet, she knows Violet very well and she knows that she's a noble person that at some point if she became a scribe, she doesn't have powers, she's just a scribe, right? Yeah. She would find out about the whole conspiracy and then she would unravel it and she'd die. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to give her a fighting chance <clears throat> by going into the writer's quadrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very messed up momager move. <laughs> yeah like Chris Jenner take a back seat Um, you're doing great sweetie (laughs) yeah and Lilith doing branding for Violet in the back (laughs) and they got like brochures yeah the the double double dragon relic oh my gosh yeah I don't really understand some of her like I motivation. Like, what was her thinking you know like how Brennan she sent him yeah. to the front lines and I'm like yeah and, but then it, towards the end it you know it all came out that she was trying to save all her kids and it's all for all her, her kids. kids yeah 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 like, and it also means that just going off of the fact that their dad is Benin it just makes so much sense that like perhaps some of Brennan's mender qualities were being used by Nolan if they were actively treating their father mm. if he was Brennan because that's how they made that 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 vile oh, thing that, that stupid kept power Jack blocker mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. somehow kept him in check right but if you if you realize from fourth wing the dad mysteriously died when Brennan died yeah mm. Which means they may have not had enough source from a very powerful mender to have continuously, like, um, basically dosed the dad with. Mm. Never know, right? And perhaps that supports the theory that the dad is still around. It's just that he's Venom. But the real question is that, does Brennan know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because Brennan, to me, in this book, seems a little bit sketch. Yeah, he's a bit sus. Yeah, He is a little <laughs> bit sus, yeah. Like, he's a loving older brother, but he's, like, trying a bit too hard to, like, keep Violet out of it. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and he also seems to be part of this cause to support his own personal interest rather than it be, like, I'm going to save the world. Did you guys get this feeling from Brennan? Not really. No, I, I did. did. I didn't really read too much into yeah, Brennan. I didn't read too oh, much. Okay, into it, but I yeah, I did because I was all, all obviously I was already thinking about this theory about the fact that if their dad was Venom, he was being treated, and subsequently, the treatment stopped when Brennan died. Mm. Brennan probably knows this. And probably knows that the dad full on turned Venom, which means it makes sense for Brennan to support the rebels' cause because ultimately that would bring him closer to his dad. To try and save his dad, try yeah. and find him. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll see. Yeah, there's so this whole one of her parents being a Venom theory is widespread enough that. I feel like it's for sure gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we just I don't know so. which parrot. Because there's also like the whole her childhood story of how her mom had like red rimmed eyes. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah. We actually so I I feel like maybe that was literally like a red herring. <laughs> That's like, true. Could be, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or a foreshadowing. But, don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> like could be either that's way. Also, that's also me finishing fourth wing at 4 a.m. in the morning, bro. I also have red ribbed eyes. Exactly. <laughs> this is me all, all week us, yeah. from like reading late into the night. Speaking You're of red venin. eyes and venin, the assassins that were sent to kill ah, all Violet, had... they all had red rimmed eyes. Yeah, they were all venin. And they were all they like were all weirdly, venin. they were all acting weirdly. And she assumes that I think they all just assume outright that it's da- uh it's Dane's dad, Colonel Atos, that sent the assassins. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. never sort of like concluded by the end of the book, right? Whether it was him or not. They just yeah. assume it because 
they say the same line that the father did, which is like yeah. secrets die with those who keep them. Mm-hmm. But that's but, not been confirmed. But also, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, I just thought of something. If it's not Dane's dad, who else can it be? Don't know. Possibly someone who's an intrinsic. Hmm. Another intrinsic. No. What if Zayden's been the villain this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Just made me choke. <laughs> I mean, Adrian. Yeah. You never and Violet know. was suspecting him the entire time. He was acting sus. <laughs> Maybe that's why the the conversation always like, tell me your secrets. Like, foreshadowing. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I mean, like the whole Zayden thing as well was so frustrating because, like I said, right, talking about, we're going back to the tension bit. Mm-hmm. In book one, we just assumed that the whole tension was enemies to lovers. Mm. Right? And then there was the whole hint about like, sorry, I have a note here. I had a long ass note. Okay. It's like in in romance writing, there's always, there always needs to be a barrier to the couple getting together to Mm -hmm. make us more invested in it. So it's either driven externally or internally, right? It's either something from the characters or it's a situation thing. In this case, for Zayden and Violet, it's both. So in Fourth Wing, we thought it was Zayden telling her about the smuggling operation and then we find out it's about the Venom, right? And then finally at the end, we find out that he's been keeping the whole secret about Brennan being alive and mm-hmm. Arisha being rebuilt and a silent rebellion. So we think, okay, that's like three big secrets, like layers that we've had to peel through to get to Zayden. And then in book two in Iron Flame, we find out that there's one more fucking thing, his second signet. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that he is an intention reader. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we come back from that? Like, what? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like Violet was already halfway to forgiving him anyway. Because mm-hmm. I felt like, because he, it's about reading intentions, not really reading thoughts and memories like oh, what Dane did. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there's like, I'm split about it. I, I feel like Violet would have forgiven him and it probably <clears throat> would have been a highly toxic relationship. But like, they would have found ways to put up some boundaries around it. She wouldn't just have to learn how to shield better. But at the same time, if we can't forgive Dane for what he did to Violet and stealing her memories, how can we double standards and like forgive Zayden? Correct. Right. And what I think here also I, I felt that that was a little bit weird. So after we found out that about his second signet, I was a little bit like, not to say put off, I don't want to say put off, put off but I was confused because mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes in Iron Flame, especially, was almost as if they were reading each other's minds. Like they yeah. were talking to each other yeah. mind to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, were they doing that because they were their dragons were bonded, or is there something more there? Is there something more that has to do with Zayden's second segment instead? I, I was kind of wondering that yeah, a little bit. I don't think so. I do think that their ability to communicate mind to mind is a dragon bond. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think mean, the instances where Zayden has read her intentions or accidentally read her mind are quite clear. Like the whole bit under the tree that first time in fourth mm. wing where yeah. she was like very clearly i'm not going to tell anyone about this because they're not doing anything wrong that's one instance mm-hmm. but then the other there's a few instances in both books where she's thinking to herself like i'm alive i'm alive i'm alive and then he goes yes you are and then she immediately thinks wait did i say that out loud like yeah. wow. there's so yeah. many instances of those in both books mm-hmm. and we're like no you did not say that out loud <laughs> like yeah yeah like those are the yeah. moments where he was reading her yeah correct because, yeah so i don't know i want to yeah i want to tangent into something else but let's let's conclude this 
portion first because I yeah. I have a theory. Okay. Okay. So my other theory obviously is wondering what Violet's second yes. is going to be. I feel yes. like that's going to be a big conversation point. I know. <laughs> but I, I feel know, like that gets covered a like, lot more in part two. So when correct. when we do the next recording with Leslie, we'll go into it again. But let's we go into should, it now yeah. anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I there's so many there's so many foreshadowing that mm. happen in Iron Flame that I feel like Rebecca Yaros can just go with either one of them. You know what I Which mean? Which one? Like, what 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 are your theories? I actually am like okay. My theory is that she is an amplifier, mm-hmm. as in she amplifies other people's sickness because mm-hmm. we saw this happen to like Mira. We saw this happen to yes. Ru- Rhiannon? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rhiannon? Let's call her Rhi. Let's call her Okay, Rhi. We saw this happen to even Zayden's. Okay, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we we were going through this whole intention reader thing, right? Yes. But if Violet indeed is an amplifier, she might have also been able to amplify Zayden's ability to read more than just intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So I, I have yeah. heard that theory, and yeah, and in my reread, I've been looking for instances where people have been able to do things with their powers that they normally don't when yeah. they're around her. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, so this goes to potentially her either being an amplifier or being also able to kind of manifest. Have you have you guys ever watched Heroes? Mm, I watched like the first two episodes, yeah, two seasons. Not not really. Okay, so there's this character in Heroes that his power is basically taking from another person and being able to absorb their power their power momentarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of thinking maybe Violet is something along those lines, mm-hmm. especially because this was confirmed by. And Darna, that she is a whole different type of breed of dragon. Yes, that potentially could also camouflage or cloak herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she, her power could mirror. That's yes. like, that's what and, I'm and thinking Darna. as well. There yeah. could be a mirror with Andarna's power. Yeah, because Andarna yeah. says she chose to present as a black dragon because of Tern, like because Correct. of her connection to Tern. Yeah, but actually, there's all these instances where Violet's like, "Oh, there's a purplish hue, there's a greenish hue," and, yeah, and then right. at the end, we find yeah. out she's a totally different breed altogether. Exactly, mm-hmm. and the way she pulled like a Peter Malark mm-hmm. when she camouflaged suddenly yeah. into the <laughs> yeah. into the, the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's very pizza from Hunger Games. It is. <laughs> uh, that was brilliant. Yeah, it could be that. Okay. But the one where you were mentioning where she could take someone's power and replicate it. It okay. So what was what was the other Myri girl's name? Sloan. 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 Is that yeah. Sloan's power? The siphoning. Yes. Or no. Does she just take no. it? She's no. a siphon, Drains right? it. No, yeah. somebody else is a siphon. Who's a siphon? Siphon. Siphon is Sloan. Siphon is Sloan, but oh, again, Sloan was not able to siphon to the point that she did until she was near Violet at the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, like, so that's what makes me think she's a bit of like an amplifier. Mm-hmm. Um, But, Siphoning is different though, right? Because siphoning is like you take somebody's I don't know. No, siphoning know is like Tai Chi, it is it like she's I think siphoning is you could either take somebody's power yeah. or yeah. takes magic out of something. I think it's about ah, ab- like it's about absorbing, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. So there's there's the amplifier theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have I think two the icy dead people theory. The icy dead people theory, where she can summon and talk to dead people. But that one, I feel yeah. like mm, I'm, I'm kind of. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. me too. I mean, I'm just saying it because it's been said. 
but I don't really mm-hmm. put much stock into it. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling she's a distance wielder. Oh. Because mm-hmm. there was a mention about how, oh, there hasn't been a distance wielder in like yeah. 100 years or like mm-hmm. 600 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And how this whole book, she's obsessed with outrunning the venin. Oh, and she yeah. she thinks she's not fast enough. Fast mm-hmm. enough and she runs. Mm. And how she's like, there's one point where she wishes she could be a distance wielder so that she can go and see Zayden. That kind of ties into the time when Andarna stopped time and then she. Yes. So instead like, of stopping she look, time, it looks like she's really just, fast. Yeah, yeah. It looks like she just moved really fast, but Andarna was stopping time for her to do that. So yeah. So of, a, a, yeah. a distance wielder is someone who runs like. Somebody who you can, can like cross across the continent. Kind of like teleport lah. Almost like, like uh, teleporting because that's how like fast you are. It's like those, what do you call that? The seven league boots. <laughs> 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 Remember that story? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, like in Stardust. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I feel like there's also, because the whole like, we always, we, we acknowledge, right? The main character always has to be extra special. Mm-hmm. So she's already extra special because she bonded two dragons. She's yeah. extra special because she wields lightning. Her mm-hmm. other power has to also be extra special, and it's already been mentioned how there's hasn't been a distance wielder in forever. Yeah, yeah. and then Andarna is a special seventh breed. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. just like no, I'm so special. Just like overflowing. Yeah. Wait, how many years um does that tie into the time the first wards were built? Yeah, so I also want to talk about the first wards. I mean, we're just jumping around. Yeah, we just jumping <laughs> yeah, around. I know we are. Because <laughs> as as I'm rereading. I also realized, duh, that the Book of Fables is Fables of the Baron. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that the Barons, that area on the map, the Barons, mm-hmm. were where the first war with the Venon had happened. And the theory, this is very Deathly Hallows, that there were three brothers, mm-hmm. right? There was one who was a dragon rider and he wielded the power from the sky. Mm-hmm. There was one who was a griffin flyer. Mm-hmm. And then there was one who was jealous of both of them and wielded power from the ground, from the yeah. earth itself. So he was the mm-hmm. first Benin, right? Yeah. So then the defeat at the end of it, so the whole war of the barons, the be- the Venin sucked the land in that area dry of all its like nutrients Life. and turned well, it into the barons, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then how the brother who wielded power from the sky, aka I think the first lightning wielder, mm. um, had been the one to draw the most awesome power from the sky and mm-hmm. strike that brother dead. Mm. So my there's a few theories here around that first war. So I'm like I feel like that that meme of someone with like the board with a red string. <laughs> I've connected two things. <laughs> Just trying to connect so many things, right? Like I I I have my Kindle notes and highlights open here. We need that I have like yeah, my phone mystery map kind of thing. Oh my god, that's so funny. And meanwhile, I'm the one who's like the one with the calculations. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm the, the one. I connected it. <laughs> I'm still trying to calculate it. Like, yeah, because the timeline is the first Great War mm-hmm. happened 600 years ago. Yeah, at the the mm-hmm. founding of Navarre. Yeah. Right, it was the unification, yeah. but then the scribes had rewritten the first two hundred. There's no books in the archives that are older than four hundred years old, mm-hmm. and the first six writers who created Pesgaeth or who created the wards, um, also like they're the only remaining handwritten primary accounts. Those two journals that she steals, mm. yeah. so. I talked about the brothers, the whole destiny thing. And then Andarna was left behind. We'll cover this in book two because this happens in part two. But like Andarna's egg was left behind specifically in the instance that this would happen again. So suddenly in this book, Rebecca brings in this whole idea of destiny Mm. and fate and precognition. And it's Mm. like, how did because and, Andarna says at the end, and I do feel like we don't have much time to go into it. She does talk about how she waited and she knew that 
Violet was going to be there, and she yeah. she basically hatched for Violet. Yeah, like she yeah. always and intended to bond yeah. with her, even when she was just an egg, right? Yeah. So then there's this whole yeah. thing about destiny, and then I wonder was in a very Harry Potter esque way, is Violet then descended? From are there going to be three characters that are descended from each of those original brothers in the fables, mm-hmm. um, and then and then about destiny as well. Like I don't know, there's there's so much here about destiny and the gods. Like the gods is this whole other thing that we haven't even explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because yeah. my first read, God's I was in it. Yeah, yeah. My first read, I was wondering like, why are we? putting so much like why is Rebecca putting so much like importance on telling us what each god does mm-hmm. and is in charge of like why do we have to learn all these different gods names yeah right and are they, they going they to be players time, right right like are they going to be mm-hmm. players in the future are is there actually going to be god characters <laughs> yeah and how does or, that play into this whole world building and story correct I mean Personally, I also think that, um, first of all, <laughs> Andorna hatching for Violet is giving me Aragon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very, like, so many parallels there, right? Yes. And it's also, so just going off of that, like, what, what we mentioned about the 600 years ago in terms of history, mm-hmm. um, I think it was also Brennan in the book who mentioned um oh uh the venin were here 600 years ago um mm-hmm. but something wiped them out of existence we don't know what mm-hmm. and and then like it's always very vague like how did the venin disappear how did basically venin just just disappeared and were unheard of for the past 600 years and suddenly yes and darna comes also yes. 600 years so like right? the destiny mm-hmm. thing right like yeah like jack coming to basgaius this year the yeah. same year as violet like yeah. i was jack already a venin when he joined yeah. or did he become a venin after he was crushed by the yeah. mountain mm-hmm. right so yeah. it's like we don't know that and i feel like we don't know when in, in yeah. the timeline yeah he became we a have venin no idea when yes, or correct. was he just a planted venin like of one of yeah. possibly many. But yeah. then dragons wouldn't bond a venin, right? But that's also not true. Because I feel like there's also this theory about Varish, Jack, as well as Dane's dragons. They're yeah. all orange dragons. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, and, and the orange ones are known for being like a bit unhinged. Unpredictable. Yeah, unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that. I fucking Solus is terrifying, man. Oh yeah. my god, Solus, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, Violet keeps referencing how Kat, um, Dane's dragon, also, like when when she stood nearby Kat. Oh, the bad breath. The bad breath. The, it smells mm. like something rotten. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is associated with like Venin, and she had the same reference to Varish's dragon as well, and Bade, Jack's Bade. dragon. Oh, Jack's <gasps> dragon, yeah. Oh, also God. had like a a dank smell when when he, the dragon breathed on them. Yeah, during correct. RSC, during oh. their stupid field two so maps nonsense that just did not deserve to be on the page. Hygiene. Yeah, and also, to me, that's shocking, right, about Dane. Because Dane. Dane seems like such a stickler. Like, he seems like the type of person who would, like, check his dragon from, like, top to bottom. Yeah, but, but I don't know. why would he not notice that, right? Yeah. And what if he's just acting, like, this entire book just to potentially... Or to infiltrate the rebellion. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. It's like, could his... Because re- mm. he, I don't feel like he's fully redeemed himself yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. But he's also just been really boring in this book. I mean, he's just boring lah. Yeah. But then Sage boy. said he read Dane's intentions and that's why he let him come along, right? Yeah, but maybe he's just really damn good but at maybe, blocking. 
see. Yeah. yeah. Because he is an in... He too is an intrinsic. I, I, I still can't <laughs> pronounce that word. He too is an intrinsic. So maybe the intrinsic and the intrinsic like cancel each cancel other out. Each other. <laughs> I don't know. So like, they can't read each other. Intrinsics can't read each other. Maybe. Yeah. There needs, it's there like needs two to be, yeah, there needs to be restrictions built in for world building, right? Otherwise, people can just run amok. It's like yeah. with General Melgrin. And his inability to see if three rebellion yeah. relic kids are together. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there needs to be all these things. So, maybe intrinsics can... Because their power is mind work, maybe they just have better control over mm. their shields and whatnot. So, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That's curious because I'm also curious to now see who the potential hidden Venon are. Jack... Jack was a obvious one. We already hate him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a stretch. But there should be someone who we will grow to care about very much. And it could be one of her squad mates. We or could be Dane, right? Like it could just be like Dane redeems himself to a point and then it turns out that he's a venom. But then we also already have Zayden as a We have Zayden as a venom. <laughs> right. Which is like the ultimate closest person. Yeah, that's the one we sh- we're supposed to care about. I know. I feel like we just skimmed over. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just, just like, over whatever, like, Zayden. Like, it's just one now. more thing. It's just one more thing for us to have to get over with Zayden. Like, yeah. everybody loves Zayden, the shadow daddy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in this book, he was... Just like like we said, right? It's a bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Very underwhelming. I think, I yeah. think their relationship didn't do it for me in this book. Yeah. yeah it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. It almost it was almost as if Rebecca Yaros wanted us to yeah. go off him. Not see them together. Yeah. Basically. Maybe. Because it was so uh, unbearable. It was mm-hmm. so unbearable. Yeah. 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 Like I couldn't even get into the sexy scenes. It was just not doing it for me. I was like, no, it oh. wasn't. Yeah, like, I don't was believe one... it. There was that one sexy scene where she thought he had gotten injured and she like flew across to Samara outpost and then like mm-hmm. in the shower and whatnot. And I was like skimming it already. At yeah, that yeah exactly. me too. Me too. It felt so She's forced. like, uh, next. <laughs> I What's happening next? That's the problem with part one of this book is that we the because it was not heavy on plot movement, that it just feels like we were stagnant, like we were just standing still. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the plot developments, like the reason why the fans, us included, are like really getting into the theories is because the book itself didn't build it enough. Yeah. So we have to go searching for it, right? I feel like you need, when you write mystery, fantasy, or whatever, romance, foreshadowing is a given, but you can't, leave such obscure clues Mm -hmm. like the main plot can't be just obscure easter eggs Mm -hmm. the main plot Mm -hmm. still needs to be on the page Mm -hmm. yeah like we can't be piecing it together on tiktok yeah the first part was very like circular like i feel like we're just going around and around running in circles yeah running in circles going over the same arguments um, yes, she was like she was just getting bullied worse and worse by Barish, and yeah, that was it really. I didn't like the plot for this book at all. I feel yeah. like it suffers the second second part, book syndrome, yeah, yeah. Mm. which often happens in five book series. Mm. Yeah, the second but books part, are usually where they build up the plots and but worlds part a bit two more. Is where all the plot happens. I don't know yes. why part one was the way it was. Like, yeah, the pacing of yeah. it was a bit odd. Part one, really, because they, really like, tried weird. to fit in, I guess, to try and, like, impart on us as the reader the time that she spends away from Zayden. Okay. And also a lot about the world, I guess, so that the rest yeah. of the plot unfolding made sense. And starting to, like, spend more time with all the new characters as well. Mm. Like, we're spending more time with Jacinia. We're spending mm. more time with the various squad mates, with Imogen, with the whole like Sloane, with a bit here and there, a bit less with Arik, but it's there as well. And then with the professors, with Ametrio, Devara, 
Kauri, Nolan. Like, so there's there's all these different things that she wants to explore. Mm. But yeah. it's like almost like I want to do everything, but I can't. Like, I know, like, I feel like Rebecca as a writer has like all these backstories mm-hmm. and all these scenes that she wants us to know about each character. And I'm yeah. sure they're amazing, but she didn't have the ability to like write 10 books just about know, the same yeah. timeline like George R. Yeah. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like yeah. she had the most chemistry with Kat, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, honestly, that was the only relationship that... Their girl friendship was fantastic yeah. towards the end. Like, their enemies to love the stories end. was wonderful. Yeah. 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 I'm but here for I Kat also... and Violet. <laughs> what I was annoyed with is that she and Zayden, like, she never got that proper time apart that readers probably wanted to see. Yeah, the real like, torture. Yeah, the, yeah. Re- the it wasn't there. As, as soon as she's just trying to do her own things in basket, she's like whisked away. She's yeah, whisked yeah. away. Like, I feel like that transition was done so poorly yeah. and it just made me so annoyed like yeah. with their relationship. And it made me not want to read scenes where they were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally yeah. skimmed it. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. It's like if we had explored Zayden's story of being on the front separate from exploring Violet's growth and training and development that would Mm. actually have been so much more interesting yeah Yeah. right like an actual long distance relationship where you both grow and and we uncover the plot and the conspiracies and whatnot correct like that would actually be so much better the back and forth between locations and then the whole Varish and this rescue RSC class, whatever. It's like them being picked up and then them suddenly losing their links to the dragons. Like it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah it it's was a lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot without advancing the plot. It was exactly. just things happening to them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like she like, could have just she could have just gotten interrogated and tortured the first time. And then mm-hmm. everything that happened in that time with like the books and whatnot, like Done. Yeah. Yeah. Not really that important to the story. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have done that all much sooner. Mm. Yeah. So last week I did mention Vampire Academy, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. So yeah. So the thing is with Iron Flame, and I'm not going to spoil Vampire Academy, obviously, the parallels are like insane. Insane. But in my opinion, Vampire Academy, when it comes to this particular book two, was done in a manner that was so much better compared to, like, Fourth Wing slash Iron Flame feels like a rushed version of it. And I am, I'm, obviously for me, I'm a little bit biased, right? Because I know exactly there are so many parallels I know exactly how that book was told in a manner that it was very digestible easy to follow gave me everything I wanted in terms of pacing and I know that I don't get to see that here mm-hmm. and it frustrates me so much because the parallels are just insane <laughs> it's basically the same you book you have right? to read it yeah no it's not basically it's, it's not basically the same book obviously because the setting and the type of world is different. But actually, it's also a college. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. Maybe you <laughs> guys read and, and form your own opinions on it. Um, but I do want like a... After we're done with this, and if you do decide to read it, I do want a or Vampire Academy X-Fourth Wing. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly. It's like, I really hope it comes down to rushing the publication and editing process so apparently on goodreads they've just updated the release date for book three to december 2024 oh okay so not april so they're gonna she's gonna give herself a year to like okay polish it and i more sense book three means you need to start drawing it all together Mm. right you need to hit a climax point book four is the climax point usually Mm -hmm. right so so we'll see we'll see what the next book is like 
Also, one thing that I picked up a lot of. So the reason the wards form in Basgaith is all the dragons came there yeah. and made it a joint hatching ground for all the six breeds. Mm-hmm. And it's that power that powers the wards, right? Oh. But then throughout the book, in the excerpts or as throwaway lines, there's also mentions about which areas of the continent were the original hatching grounds for the different breeds. Mm-hmm. Like I was picking up on it. Like, so like I feel the black like... dragons are from Tyrion. Yeah, from Tyrindor. Tyrindor. The black dragons are from Tyrindor. The green mm-hmm. dragons are from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? So so it, it is mentioned. So I want to go back and do like a control find all on my Kindle for like hatching yeah. grounds and find out where they yeah. are and put it on my map. Because... Now that we know that this book deals with creation of wards, but also starting to deal with the issues that came out of unification. Yeah. And what was lost out of it. Because they were also in that class with Devara and Battle Brief, or in, when she took over history class, she was mm-hmm. like, what was lost with unification? Mm. So it's like culture, the runes, etc. Yeah. But also the ancient hatching grounds of mm. the dragons so I feel like that's yeah. going to come into play and be quite important as well in the next few books but I don't know how maybe in like creation okay. of words all across the continent to protect it all from Venin okay maybe. can I request that when you map it out in, in a sense I'll of share like it knowing... yeah no <laughs> not just that but also now I'm curious to know if the orange dragon's origins were from that barren land mm. from the Krovlin mm. province or yeah Israel. Because what if all side. orange dragons are venom? <laughs> oh, scary. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know now. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll yeah. pull it up. I'll pull it up once I once I map okay. it all together. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, Any yeah. feel like we're hitting our our mark? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a good pausing ground because we dabbled here and there, but definitely. In the next yes. call that we have, we can go a little bit into more detail. Yeah. So um, what I want to talk about next round, obviously we'll go more into detail around wards. Mm-hmm. Yes. The creation of wards. Yeah. And I feel like the history as well. So mm-hmm. the timeline of like this continent, the first war, the second mm-hmm. vent, because they also talk about, I think it's mentioned as a side note, about the second Krovlin uprising, which happened mm. about 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like mapping out those timelines. I'll come back with like my board next week. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Like guys, let's have this meeting in person. Yes. <laughs> I need to take like a war room, not a board. <laughs> We're going to set up our own Iron Flame Look, war room. Busgaius war room. Actual brief. <laughs> Battle bring <laughs> battle brief history. Yes, and then I also want to talk about Zayden's grandparentage. Oh yes, with so that one, and we, yeah, yeah. Who was the Taren. grandparent? Because I think it was a grandmother or a grandfather, yeah. a grandfather, his grandfather. Yeah, who yeah. was somehow officially listed as his great uncle, mm. but why? So I think. Like, let's think mm. about that a little bit. And I want to talk yeah. about that next week as well. Because also then yeah. the question about who his mother is. And right. Why she like, she just away. disappeared. Yeah. yeah. She just disappeared. I feel like all of this is going to come back. I think later. so too. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I also feel as... Do you guys watch anime? Not very. Um. <laughs> I, I I just feel like it's giving, like... It's for me. It also feels a lot like Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't watched that, but I really want to. Yeah, you should. Oh my, all right. It, it just concluded, by the way. The last final, final, final episode just came out like a month ago. Uh, so you can watch it. It's all out there. Um, because Attack on Titan is like they're all they all exist in the same place where it's like they only know that place, which is very similar to Bath. Yeah, Bas- mm-hmm. Bas- Yeah, so 
that's why I I want to go into the history because mm-hmm. I because similarly to Attack on Titan, which I'm trying to articulate this in a way that it doesn't really spoil anything for you, but the history plays a huge part once everything comes out. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I suspect is going to be the case here because yeah. otherwise, yes, why use? Yeah historical documents as your tool for chapter headings mm-hmm. correct like it's gonna yeah. all which is why now in my yeah. second read i'm just like reading them highlighting making notes yeah yeah <laughs> honestly i was thinking about it as i was pulling together our talking points and episode outlines i'm like if we wanted to talk about just one thing like it could make like an entire episode just like history mm. no like, really dragons yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much that you can talk about episode by yeah. just become like a fourth wing podcast for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a while. She said, yeah, she said structure. <laughs> I want to, I want to go into a full essay dissertation. Oh my gosh. We're all we going to get a doctorate. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can. And we there's only can. been two books out, which will be so fun because... I remember when Harry Potter was coming out and we were all doing this and, and hence the wonderful fanfics, right? Yeah. But like, the clowning that was going on, like, by the time the final books come out, you're like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that fic I loved is totally obsolete now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun to be able to... As much as I hate not having a complete series, it's also I've missed this act of like theorizing. Yeah, me too. Like in the me midst too. of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. And then we I get to all be surprised and react together. <laughs> yeah, and like we because like we... our theories better. Yeah, no, really. Yeah. And then we get together and write our fanfic. <laughs> yeah, yes. like I rejected the entire nineteen years later. Epilogue. Oh my god! Yeah, no, the epilogue did not happen. It's not canon. <laughs> Just rip it out of the book. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think this is a natural stop. Mm-hmm. It is. We've it gone is. over our uh, timeline by five minutes, but that's okay. I, um, I would say we did great if it's yeah. just five minutes. I think we covered so much. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. All right. So let me do the outro. Thank you so much, Shira, for joining us yet again for part one of Iron Flame. We'll be doing part two of Iron Flame next week. Um, and like I said, maybe we'll just turn into a four-wing podcast. <laughs> An for a while. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. So you might be joining us indefinitely at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. And thank you, listeners, if you are still here and listening with us this thus far. Um, we're on Instagram at TickledingPod. Come slide into our DMs with your theories on what's going to happen in the rest of the series. What do you think Violet's second signet is? Who do you think Endgame romance-wise is? Mm-hmm. Um, and all that juicy stuff. If you enjoyed our podcast, please do follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, and come and join us on our fourth wing podcast. <laughs> Today was season two, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shira. You need to think about your intro for next week. What are your favorite genres? And we'll join. We'll just include you in our intro for next okay, week. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll think about it. Yeah. But yeah, this was fun. This As was. usual. This was so fun.